You're listening to Manifest Magic with Karina Dharma, your host. I am your manifestation witch, spiritual business coach, and mindset mentor. My mission is to help you manifest and create the life and business of your deepest dreams and desires, a life that encompasses spiritual growth, ultimate happiness, and pure abundance. You've been divinely guided here for a reason, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to my podcast, Manifest Magic. I'm your host, Karina Dharma, and I am so excited today to talk about a really juicy episode where I'm going to give you a lot of lessons and reflections that I learned in my first year full-time in business. And it's officially the anniversary of me going full-time. Yes, a year ago today, I got fired from my super yacht job and And it was honestly the biggest blessing in disguise because at the time I had plans that I would stay in yachting for another six months, working on my business on the side, waiting to grow it before I would be ready to leave. And it just so happened that the universe had other plans for me and I got a huge kick in the butt. I got what I wanted, which was my manifestation to be a digital nomad sooner than later. And the universe did put me through a lot of ups and downs, but I realized that these challenges were serving me for my highest good, my ultimate good. And I am just so grateful for all of those lessons, for all of those challenges. And today I'm going to be getting into some of those reflections. That way it can help you, especially if you are in your first year in business or you're still part-time, you're still in your full-time job. This could serve as some motivation to really give you that kick in the butt to start seeing your business as your baby and going all in on it. So before we get into it, I want to just say that if you guys have been enjoying this podcast, please take some time right now to just quickly leave a review. It would take you one minute. I would so appreciate it. It would go such a long way to get my podcast up in the charts and for more people to be able to listen to it. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. And let's get into the episode. So I want to start off by saying that I have about... 20 lessons that I'm going to share with you in my first year in business. So a lot of lessons. I've quickly just sat down and I've wrote down the top 20 of what really came through to me. And of course, I could give you so many more lessons, so many more specific things in terms of coaching, um, in terms of how to run my business and how I've learned to run my business. But I'm going to save that for the girls inside of my program who will get the juicy, juicy insider's bit of like a hundred lessons that I've actually wrote down. So for those of you who do want to hear more of that, and you're really interested in knowing how to grow your business, how to scale your business, then you can apply to the waitlist for my program, Your Higher Self, which is going to be kicking off again this February 2022. And I am so excited. This round of this mastermind is going so amazingly. The women inside are getting so much out of it. And they're going to be the first to get these tips inside when we get into some of the lessons 
in our business that we're going to learn when we do start going full time. So the link is in the show notes for you guys to apply. And as well, I do want to mention that my retreat into Loom is also going to be happening this January 5th, 2022. So for everyone that is partaking in the program, you do get a chance to come on this retreat, celebrate you stepping into your higher self and graduating. But I also am opening up this retreat for other women who are not solely business owners or entrepreneurs, but women that do want a spiritual experience, a transformative experience to really come to Tulum and experience the magic that it has to offer. I've been living here for over eight months now, and I've had such an intense spiritual transformation, sitting with plant medicine, going on my healing journey. I've literally transformed into a different person. And because of this, I actually give a lot of my success to my healing journey and to the work that I've done on myself. And it being the reason why my business is what it is right now and why I've been able to have a sold out 30K launch um, for this first round. So If you guys are interested in that retreat, if you're interested in coming to experience the magic of seeing the wonders of Tulum, the lush jungles, participating in things like cacao ceremonies, temescals, ecstatic dance, biodynamic breathwork, yoga, Reiki, meditation, so much more, plus optional plant medicine ceremonies, then I invite you to connect with me. You can either DM me on Instagram or you can apply to the retreat by filling out the application form as well that is in the show notes. So without further ado and all of the announcements that I have for you guys, let's get into the 20 juicy lessons. So starting with number one, and it's kind of what I mentioned based on my story and celebrating this anniversary of me going full-time after one year, or sorry, being full-time in one year in this business, the reason why this really happened was because I got fired, right? And my number one lesson is to start before you are ready, right? So whether or not you have a business idea yet, whether you're just thinking about starting something, this is your number one lesson is to start before you are ready, right? Number one piece of advice. And If I could go back and speak to my past self, either two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, I've had this dream of starting my own business for so freaking long, but I never actually did it because I was always too scared. Obviously, I was too reliant on the social system and society and working in jobs that were secure, that were offering me high pay and high wages, right? I was always a waitress, bartender, um, server. Um, I was a teacher. And then I worked in the super yacht industry. So for me, it was always like, well, I can still travel the world and make a lot of money and work for somebody else. And it seemed like the secure thing at the time. And of course, back then, I didn't have my eyes open to the world of coaching. I had no idea that this was even possible. So really, I wasn't ready for it. But if you do have this inclination right now and you're like, I know that I want to start something. I know that it has to do with something online. Well, this is my urge to you right now is to start before you are ready. And if you do need that mentorship and that accountability, that is exactly what I can provide for you inside of my mastermind, your higher self. And I do also take one-on-one clients right now who do get access to the group program 
as well. So if you're interested in this and you don't want to wait till February, but you want to start working together one-on-one right now, then you can also reach out to me about this as well. So starting before you're ready is the biggest form of advice I can give you. And if you are ready an entrepreneur, you already have a business, but right now you're like not fully in it, you're still working your nine to five, you know, your business is part-time, then this is your reminder that sometimes you have to do what is scary, right? You have to take that leap and go all in. And whether that means quitting your job, going full-time in your business, even if it feels so scary, what is the worst thing that can happen? You can always go back and find another full-time job But if you don't actually take the leap to give yourself time to work on your business, then you won't really know what you can create with it, right? And that is the biggest thing because when I started my business, I was actually working in the super yacht industry and I was working like eight hours, sometimes 16 hour days when we were on charter. So you can imagine that I was not getting a lot of time to work on my business. I had some one-on-one clients at the time as well that I was coaching in my first niche of yachting and travel, but I had to take those calls outside of work hours. So you can imagine I was already working eight hour days. Then I was coming in the evenings, coaching my clients. And as much as I had the energy to do it because I loved what I was doing with serving others, I wasn't getting tapped into the full potential of what I can create with my business, right? I had to work on weekends and not that I had to, I wanted to, right? Because from day one, I saw my business as my baby. And even though I wasn't ready to go full time, I still made the commitment to myself to really focus on my business and make it my baby. So starting before you are ready and really going all in is like your number one piece of advice because nobody is going to do it for you, right? And I'll get into that a little bit later as well. So number two is start doing the inner work and don't stop just because you think that, okay, I've done it. I've, you know, worked on my mindset. I've done my inner child healing. I'm ready. I'm all good and dandy, right? And the thing is with inner work, your inner child wounding and traumas and pains or whatever insecurities, doubts, and fears that we all have as human beings, right? It's not something to be ashamed of or to fear. Like we all have it. It's normal. So the thing is, this comes up in your business, whether you or not you like it, whether or not you want to face it, um, it's going to come and it's going to be a shocker if you're not ready for it, right? Especially if you haven't started to do the inner work right now before you're thinking of going full-time in your business. I'm going to tell you right now that that inner work will creep up on you and it's going to come around in the corner and it's going to be like, right, we need to do this now. We need to sit and journal and we need to work through this. So even though I thought that I was the happiest person ever, that, you know, I got over my anxiety, I was all good. (laughs) That was not the case when I started my business, right? I got major imposter syndrome. I was afraid of judgment. I cared so much about what others thought of me, especially my friends. I was scared to show up on Instagram stories. I was literally petrified at the beginning. And I know that a lot of you who are listening are probably nodding along and feeling the same way. And I'm going to tell you that it's okay. It's normal, right? We all go 
through this. But the thing is, is if you don't face that inner work and you don't address it and you don't work on yourself, then it's just going to keep coming up and coming up and coming up in your business like this constant vicious cycle, right? And this can happen in your life, not just in your business. If you don't do the inner work in your relationships, you're going to notice that you're going to keep having the same arguments, the same problems show up in your personal life as well. And oftentimes, whatever's happening in our personal life is going to mirror what is happening in our business. So I was very serious about doing my inner work. I hired therapists, hypnotherapists. And the main reason why I moved to Tulum was because I had this calling inside of me to do plant medicine. I've been wanting to do it for years and years and years, and especially ayahuasca. And I've done ayahuasca, I think now eight times this year, and a lot of different other different plant medicines. And it's been such a healing journey for me. Like I've had so many ego deaths, so many rebirths. I've um, really worked through my inner child traumas. I've healed a lot of my wounds and pains. And I'm honestly such a different person. And it's part of the reason why now I'm so passionate about helping others do this and why some of the girls who are working with me inside your higher self are going to be coming to the retreat to actually get to experience some of this healing medicine. Um, We're going to be sitting with ayahuasca. We're going to be doing other forms of plant medicine. And it's literally going to be life-changing. And again, this isn't for everyone. I'm not saying everyone has to do plant medicine, but if you are interested in this and you have really been inspired and seen how my life has changed, then this is really the message I'm trying to spread is to show others that there are alternative healing modalities to really heal yourself, to really grow into the person that you want to be. And I'm a firm believer that plant medicine is truly going to revolution revolutionarize. Wow, I cannot say that word. (laughs) You guys know what I'm trying to say. It's literally going to change the way that people are healing themselves. And I think people will start to steer away from, um, you know, pharmaceutical medicines. And they're going to be looking into these things because I know for a fact that I rather go sit in plant medicine ceremony than be prescribed to, you know, something that isn't necessarily going to help me. So that is like my number one you know thing that i'm so passionate about is is doing the healing work doing the inner work and we do this type of work inside of the mastermind obviously without the plant medicine because it does start there it does start with you becoming self-aware with you knowing that you have some work to do and we all have work to do right all of us do And it's so normal and it's so beautiful and it can be so empowering when you tap into that. So just remember that even if you've been doing the inner work for a while, also humble yourself and know that sometimes you might feel like, oh my God, I feel like I've been here already. Why am I dealing with this trigger and this pain again and again? Like, Maybe, for example, you know, you're dealing with like a a trigger of like having some money mindset blocks and working through like some inner child healing around that. I know that I had to deal with that, right? Like growing up with scarcity mindset and really working on that so that I can invest in myself and my business. So the inner work is so crucial. And that is my number one lesson and actually really my number one reflection because the reason I've been able to scale and become so successful in my business is because I've done the inner work. And I'm going to keep continue doing it, right? Because I'm not claiming that I'm ever fully healed. We are never fully healed as humans. We are here on this earth to literally learn lessons, to 
play out this life and to grow and to evolve and to step into our highest alignment. So that is lesson and reflection number two for you. So number three is really kind of going in line with, you know, the spiritual practices and, and healing. But number three is having a morning routine and spiritual practices. And for me, this has been one of the most important things ever because if I don't fill my cup up first when I start the day, and let's say I don't do a workout, I don't meditate, I don't journal, like even if I only have like five minutes that day, as long as I do something short for myself before I jump on my phone and I look at text messages or notifications um, or I get straight into work, I'm going to feel so much more aligned if I take the time for myself in the morning. And this is something so important as an entrepreneur. When you are growing your business, you need to really put yourself first, right? I've gone in onto the path of really burning out and really, um, you know, not doing what I wanted to do in the morning or skipping out on my practices a lot. And I found that when I was doing them every single day consistently, I felt so much better. So this is your reminder to really have your spiritual practices, your morning routines intact, and even night routines, right? That make you feel good. So that way you can show up for yourself and your business 100%. And that kind of goes into lesson and reflection number four, which is creating a work-life balance. So this is so important because this is where you could literally lead yourself to burnout if you don't balance your work and your life. I see so many coaches in the online space and just entrepreneurs in general who literally work themselves to the bone, right? They will work like 18 hour days and trust me, I've been there. And sometimes I'm not going to lie, being a generator by human design, a manifesting generator, I can work literally 12 hours without stopping. I was actually joking about this with one of my good friends. We're both generators and we were like, you know what? Like if if you didn't invite me out for dinner, if we didn't have a meeting tonight, like I'd be working till 10 o'clock at night. And sometimes this happens because we're so passionate about our work and what we do that we don't take time for ourselves to stop. But it's so important to have that balance because it could really, really lead to burnout. And at the end of the day, guys, we're not creating a business that we want an escape from, right? This isn't another rat race. This isn't a business that is, going to, you know, feel like you're handcuffed to your desk all day, right? You are the boss. You are the entrepreneur. So start taking control of that and start really giving yourself some time and some balance to have those spiritual practices, to, you know, go away on that trip, to have the weekend off, whatever it is that you want to do, whatever feels good to you. A work-life balance is so, so important. And I'll get into more tips on work-life balance and lessons and reflections that I learned as well. So lesson and reflection number five is invest in a mentor that is two steps ahead of you. This one is so freaking important. You guys have no idea how many women I've met that have never had a mentor, that are coaches, that are, you know, have been running a business for under a year maybe that go, well, I don't need to learn from anyone. I can just figure it out on my own, right? I'll de I'll like do it myself. Um, why would I pay for that when I can like just Google everything or go on YouTube and find everything for free? 
yeah, of course you can do that. But the thing is, is when you invest in a mentor, one, they can keep you accountable. And that is one of the most powerful things that you can have in your business because it's so easy to fall off the wagon and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not really motivated to post or do this or do that. And if you don't have someone kind of keeping you accountable and watching your stories and what you do in your business, then you're going to be like, well, you know, maybe I'll just not post on Instagram for a month as an example, right? And the other part to that is investing in a mentor that's two steps ahead of you can be so powerful because you pretty much give the universe the sign that you see money as an energy exchange and you're ready to receive that abundance in your business too. So if you can't invest in your own business, how do you expect other people to invest in you? right? And that is the number one thing that I've said to some clients who've literally come to me and given me this response that I'll do it myself. I don't need anyone. And, you know, I actually had one girl who joined one of my programs be in the situation and she made the empowered decision to invest in herself because she saw that it would be so powerful and so beneficial for her business growth and for her own growth. So investing in a mentor is the biggest thing that I've learned as being so important. There was a point where I didn't have my mentor. I wasn't working with her for a few months. I think it was three months. And I felt so like off balance, right? I was like, oh my God, I have no one to check in with. You know, I can't message her. Um, I just, I felt like I wasn't motivated. And those few months I was actually on like a huge healing journey in Tulum. I wasn't really that focused on my business while I was, I was running my first mastermind, but I wasn't really focused on necessarily selling and doing it again. And I realized I needed to hire her again and for her to help me with my whole launch, with my new pivot, with everything that I needed, because I needed that accountability. I needed that motivation. And I know, I knew that I wanted to learn from someone that was literally a few steps ahead of me. Because if I didn't invest in myself, then I wouldn't have gotten that abundance back. And the thing is, when you want to start a business online, of course, you can find all of the answers yourself. But it's so different when you have someone holding you accountable. And it's so different when that energy exchange is there, because then you're actually fully going all in on your business and you're treating your business as your baby and you're serious about growing it, right? Everyone that is successful will always have a mentor. And for me, I will always, always invest in myself. It doesn't always mean I'll be in masterminds all the time, but in the future, the way I'm going to invest in myself is through other means and through, you know, hiring as well, which is what I'm going to get into and is going to be part of the next step. So, Lesson and reflection number six is invest in your business before you think you're ready and learn how to delegate. So this has been another big lesson of mine because I have feared delegating, right? I have worked with a virtual assistant and then for a while I didn't have one because I was trying to save money and I didn't want to pay somebody, right? And then I realized like, I actually need a virtual assistant. Number one, I hate Instagram engagement. Like I absolutely, there's nothing more that I just 
can't, not even can't stand, but I just don't have the time to do in my day because my zone of genius is content creation and coaching. And what I really need is for somebody to be able to go on Instagram and to generate leads for me and to find people that I can resonate and connect with to start up conversations so that I can get more eyes on my profile, more followers, and more potential leads and clients that will actually want to work with me. So for me, it's been really important to delegate in that sense, knowing that that isn't my strength and I need somebody to help me with that. So investing in my business, even before I was like sure if I was going to be getting enough clients, you know, I invested from day one. And like I said, just like when I took a break with my mentor and I took a break with having a VA for those few months, it was like this downfall I had in my business where I was like, oh my God, like the ship is sinking. Like what is happening? I don't have accountability. I don't have anyone helping me with my business. I'm literally trying to be the solepreneur of everything. And it was a lot of work. So I really urge you to invest before you're ready and to really see investing in your business as a powerful thing. Think about the people that have to actually set up a business that requires you to, let's say, invest in a property space. If you have a store and you have to buy products and then you have to pay employees, think about how much money they invest versus if you have an online business, you really, one, Instagram is free. Two, like most platforms and scheduling things and, you know, whatever you use can be free for the most part. Um, There are some things, of course, you need to invest in like lawyers and contracts and, you know, really making sure that, everything is legalized. Um, but you know, for the most part, your overhead on your online business isn't that much money. So hiring somebody to be your virtual assistant, to take the load off, to help you is really so important. And the other reflection that I'm having with this is I'm actually going to be outsourcing to, um, editors to help me with my YouTube channel that I'm going to be starting. Right. Because part of me being a perfectionist is like, Oh my God, I love content creation. I love editing. But I know that if I do that, I'm going to probably spend 20 hours a week obsessing over editing my videos. And it's going to take time away from me actually being able to serve clients. And it will probably cause me to overwork myself and burn out. So knowing that and knowing that lesson of myself and knowing that I like to do things myself and that I have this like problem with releasing control to others, I had to really work through that and really Just let that go and be okay with delegating to others. And that is a big, big lesson that I've had. Um, And also making sure that who you hire is aligned with you and is somebody that you can see yourself working with, right? And really knowing who to hire and who you want on your team. And those are some lessons that I've had to learn as well um, with previous assistants that I've had to let go that weren't necessarily aligned with my vision or... um, with the business that I was creating or were able to do the tasks that I needed them to do, right? Part of me with my new approach is when I hire somebody, right? Right now I have one virtual assistant, but my next thing is going to be hiring a team. And I want my team to be smarter than me, right? I don't want to be telling my team what to do. When I hire a YouTube video editor, they're not going to be asking me questions. They're going to be editing the whole video for me and I'm going to be like, 
whoa, how the hell did you make that look so freaking awesome, right? Or in the future when I rebrand my whole website and create a sales page, I'm going to just hire somebody to do that for me because to be honest, I'd rather pay the money. I'd rather invest in my business knowing that someone can do it better than me. And that is part of what I'm working through right now and releasing that control and also being open to allowing others to to do the work in my business and to delegate so that I can build a team. So obviously that's more of like a next level scaling thing. And I don't expect those of you who are just starting to be there yet, but it's something to keep in mind for when you get there and when you're thinking about hiring. But if you are going to hire the first you know, suggestion of hiring would really be a virtual assistant because it's going to help you so freaking much. So going into lesson number seven, is stick to your work hours, right? So when you start working for yourself and even if you're part-time right now, you still want to have a schedule. And I'm really adamant on having, you know, scheduled work hours. And I tell my clients this, and in the beginning, I wasn't so good at this. I used to answer clients on weekends. I used to answer them like after 6 or 7 p.m. Um, And honestly, sometimes I do still do this, but it depends. Um, It depends what it's for. If it's like for a friend, thing, if it's more about like, you know, a comment on Instagram and we're like engaging, but if it's something like business related and I need to like give my energy to really serving this client, then, you know, I save that for my hours. And I tell my clients this, that my hours are Monday to Friday between these hours and I'll get back to you for any business related questions there. And that is really to just have some energetic boundaries, right? Think about your nine to five. When you work that job, do you come home and check those emails at 10 o'clock at night? No, probably not. So you need to start doing the same with your own business and really giving yourself that energetic boundary that you can hold yourself towards. And that way you don't lead yourself to burnout. You don't lead yourself to bending over backwards for your clients. And it's really to keep your energy protected. And it's so, so important to have that mutual respect between you and your clients as well. So going into lesson and reflection number eight is to batch create your content. So if you're going to create content, honestly, I am so bad at this. Like I just literally created my content piece today on the fly. And sometimes I'm really good at this. I love to create in the moment depending on what's happening in my life. But I really, really urge you guys to try to batch your content, especially if you're going to start doing reels and things like that, because there's so many times where I've tried to film a reel, edit a reel, put in a caption, put in all of the things. And I was like three hours later, oh my God, like this is so stressful. And I, you know, this feels like such a chore because I'm trying to like do this all in this time span. But if you actually create a schedule and go, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to film all of my stuff. I'm going to create all my content. How much easier does that feel when you kind of have a schedule. So try to get into the habit of batching content. And, you know, I got to practice what I preach. I'm not here saying that I'm perfect. This is still a lesson and a reflection for me that I'm still working through, but I'm giving you that advice because I know how powerful it is when I do get organized and when I do batch my content and how much easier things actually flow. So going into lesson number nine, 
is scheduling your calendar. So this kind of goes in line with all of the work hours, batch creating content, actually create a schedule for yourself. So do you have set days to do client calls, recordings, you know, all of those things. I love to create a schedule. I used to hate it. And now my Google calendar is literally filled up with all of these colors. I know exactly when things are happening. And it's so much powerful that way. That way I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't miss things. I'm organized. And it feels just so much better to be in that space when you are a CEO and a solopreneur when things can get really overwhelming. So lesson and reflection number 10 is with your clients is to always, always have onboarding calls with your clients and check-ins, right? So the biggest lesson I learned was not doing this with my clients at the beginning, not setting expectations. So I had some clients either fall off, not do the work, not show up, um, you know, and this wasn't good because one, I wasn't like checking in with them. I wasn't holding them accountable. So I started learning to do this more. That way, you know, my clients all feel good and empowered. So this is something that I'm going to start implementing with them often and, you know, continue to do. And I encourage you to do that as well when you start your business to really have that check-in. And sometimes I'm still not perfect at it, but I do really try to have those weekly check-ins with my clients. Um, Sometimes daily, right? Some people recommend daily as being something that they do. But honestly, I'm not the type of coach that wants to hold my client's hands. I'm not about handholding and I don't want to work with women who need me to constantly check in with them 10 times a day, right? I want clients that are going to take the initiative, that are going to do the work and really only need me to be there as that guidance and that source of inspiration and, you know, giving them that cheerleading and accountability when they do need it. So that is my advice to you. And going into from that is into lesson and reflection number 11, which is letting red flag clients go and not forcing or convincing anyone to work with you. So this is another lesson and reflection that I've learned. And I'm sure a lot of experienced uh, coaches, people in the space have also gone through this. Um, I've had, you know, some clients that I've worked with that, you know, not necessarily ever really having a red flag client. I didn't really have that, but I definitely had some clients that I had to like, felt like I forced them or convinced them to work with me and it didn't necessarily feel aligned in the end. So if this happens, right, I've learned my lesson of not to do that and to just allow people to come to me when they're ready and to not force them to work with me. Because why would I want to force someone to work with me, right? I'm not here to convince anyone. Um, I know that my programs are absolutely amazing and transformational and the clients that have worked with me have gotten so much out of them. But at the same time, I can't expect it to be for everyone and I can't force it on everyone, especially when they're not ready, either financially or, you know, just emotionally. So those are the type of women that I'm calling in. And I've learned that lesson to just let it go. Because honestly, in my first program, I was really reaching out to people. Like I was constantly DMing and trying to convince others to like buy my things and work with my programs. And I realized like, I even want to work with half these people. Like, why am I trying to like ask them to work with me? Right. And the thing is when I let go of that and I didn't really force or convince anyone, I started to have people come to me, reach out in the DMs, comment on my things going, 
you know, your program sounds amazing. I love your energy. I just want to work with you. I want to learn from you. And this has honestly become like my new norm. And of course, like some people always do need that friendly push and for you to not convince them to work with you, but to give them that push and that permission to make that empowered decision. Um, But at the same time, really practicing this and letting go of trying to just get the sale and to work with everybody because not everybody is aligned with us. So the other reflection would be only working with people who are a dream client and who are so aligned with you. Because I know what it's like when you're starting out to want to get clients, to want to work with just everyone. But the thing is, you don't want to work with just anyone and anyone. You want to be really picky with who comes inside of your energetic field and who you are going to help. Because, you know, it's it's a relationship that you're going to have. And that relationship needs to be aligned. And both parties need to be really wanting to, to work with one another. So going into lesson and reflection number 12 is it's okay to pivot and it's okay to change your mind. And I've honestly gone through so many pivots and I've talked about this before. I started off as a travel coach and then I niched into yacht crew coaching where I was helping women leave their nine to fives and break into the super yacht industry. And then I obviously now am a spiritual business coach and I help women start and scale their soul aligned businesses. So I've gone through all of these transformations within literally like the last two years and it's been a crazy journey. Like it really has. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that I was afraid of pivoting every single time, especially with my last program, because I'd created a whole mastermind and pretty much a course and an ebook on this niche where I felt like, oh my God, I'm just going to be throwing it away now and starting something new. And at the beginning I was trying to like do both. And I realized it was way too hard to try to speak about both because they were so different. So what I found now is like the sweet spot of really just leaning into what feels aligned with me. So if you're feeling like this isn't a fuck yes anymore and I don't want to do this anymore, that's okay. Pivot, right? There's so many coaches that say, oh no, you got to stick to one thing for like five years or whatever. And it's like, it's pretty much like giving you the same advice of staying in the societal trap. Like, okay, you've just studied to be a teacher. Now you got to be a teacher for the next 40 years. Like, no, if you don't want to do it anymore, don't do it anymore, right? Like I do still sell my program behind the scenes for my first niche. And I do have women reaching out behind the scenes, but it's slowly going to be something that just fades into the background. And I'm fully going to be focusing on my spiritual business coaching and that niche of really helping others with mindset and manifestation to create the reality that they desire. So this is your reminder that it is okay to pivot. And my biggest lesson and reflection was the moment I did that and I fully accepted the pivot and I went all in, that is when everything aligned with me and that is when everything turned out the way that it was meant to. And honestly, if I didn't take that leap like six months ago, I wouldn't be here right now running a mastermind that is sold out with 10 beautiful women. I wouldn't be starting a retreat in Tulum this January. Like the list goes on of the decision that I took to really step into my alignment. So this is your reminder that you have the power and the permission to do that as well. So let's go into lesson number 13, which is try to focus on one to three projects at a time. And oh my gosh, let me tell you, I am the worst at this. 
you guys know me, you know that I've been talking about the fact that I'm writing my self-love memoir right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't touched it in a few months because I've been so focused on my launch and my retreat, but it is coming back on my two manifest list and I am making it a top priority because it is something that I want to have published by next spring. So it's like a non-negotiable. It's happening. That is one big project I'm focusing on. The other one is obviously my retreats and this new program, my mastermind that I'm going to be launching both pretty much at the same time, about three times a year. So that's going to be my baby. I'm going to be focusing on those two things. And I guess you could say my third project is probably... I guess now my YouTube channel, which seems like a lot, but it's something I'm stepping into and something I'm going to focus on. And, you know, YouTube podcasts, they're both going to be kind of similar. I'm going to be repurposing content and, you know, it's not going to be too hard for me to do. So I'm really excited about it because those are things that light me up. But again, I could tell you that, you know, maybe I have 10 other projects ideas, but at the same time, if I try to do all of them, I would get so burnt out. And I have tried this before. And this has been one of my biggest lessons is not working on a hundred things at once. And I know that so many of you also want to do the same, but really focus on one to three because it's what's going to help you move the needle forward in your life and in your business. So going from that lesson into lesson and reflection number 14 is to try not to have too many offers. So if you're starting something online, whether it's coaching, a course, whatever it is, if you start and have like 10 different program offers, like you know, you're going to be one, probably confusing yourself because you're not going to even know what you have. You're for sure going to be confusing your audience because they're not going to be able to keep up with what you're creating. And I felt this before when I had like three different programs and I was trying to offer all of these things. And now it's like, People are going to know me for this spiritual business mastermind and my retreats. And of course, like the people that know me for yachting can reach out to me for that behind the scenes. But really, this is my focus and this is what I want to be known for. And this is where I'm going to step into that authority and why I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel so that I can really hone in on a couple of solid offers. And I really, really urge you to focus on the same thing, to not try to have a hundred offers just like you wouldn't have a hundred projects, right? Because of course it could lead to burnout. It could lead to confusion. It could lead to all sorts of things. So going from there is getting into lesson and reflection number 15. So this one is don't take rejections personally. And oh my gosh, have I been the queen of taking things personally my entire freaking life, right? Not just when I started my business, but even before when I used to work in other industries, growing up as a kid, you know, within my family, I always took things personally. Like I was so bad at you know, letting that go and, and taking constructive criticism or whatever it was. So rejections is what naturally happens in your business, right? Whether that's a rejection from a client, just knowing that that's not a reflection on you and that, you know, it does not equate to your self-worth that it's okay. Um, if that happens, right, that the rejection doesn't define you, And that's going to go into lesson number 16, which is understanding that failure is only feedback, right? So if you get a rejection or, you know, 
you have a failure in your business. Like, let's say you had a failed launch. And this almost felt like it happened to me when I pivoted and I wanted to launch my group mastermind right away. And I realized like I didn't have a lot of women interested at the time and, you know, they were more interested in next round. And I also realized like I pivoted so quickly and I was expecting, you know, all of these people to just show up and want to work with me in a new niche. And it didn't really happen. You know, I took that failure as feedback. Like it wasn't really failure. It was just like, okay, this didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Why didn't it work out? What could I have done different? Like, is there a way that I could have switched my messaging? Is there a way that I could have, you know, done a longer launch? And that was really what I discovered was I learned some lessons and I was able to really step into my next launch and learn a lot. I was also working with my mentor who really helped me. And, you know, I created that free five-day challenge, which just really allowed for me to show the woman that came inside there how powerful my coaching container would be. And it was the best decision ever to literally just see all of those lessons as feedback and to really put it forward into, you know, the next launch and be able to have a successful launch because of that. So anytime you feel like you're failing, don't feel like it. Oh my God, I haven't gotten enough people signing up to my workshop or this. Like it's okay. It does not equate to your self-worth, right? Just because you're getting rejections or you feel like you're failing, it's all feedback. It's all lessons serving for your highest good, even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment. But I promise you, it's all happening for a reason. It's all happening in divine timing for you, not to you. So just remember that. Okay, going into lesson number 17 is stop comparing yourself to others. So this is like the biggest thing is getting that comparisonitis, especially if you start looking at other coaches that are ahead of you. You're like, why are they doing better than me? How come they're millionaires? Why am I not there yet? Trust me, like I have been in this loop and it's so like daunting and it's so difficult when you get stuck in this like loop of comparison mode and it really takes a toll on you. And the thing is, sometimes you got to just like tune out that noise. You have to either stop following people or stop looking at profiles that make you feel like you're not worthy, you're not good enough, whatever it is, and just stay in your lane and focus on you. Just focus on creating what it is you want to create. Focus on putting out the content that you want to put out and don't look at what other people are doing. Of course, get inspiration from others. You can look at successful people and not reinvent the wheel and be like, okay, this is how they did it. Like, how can I do it similar or better? Um, but don't look at others and go, oh my God, I'm never going to get to that place. I'm never going to be as successful as they are. They're just lucky, whatever it is, right? That comparison mode is sending you into a negative feedback loop and it is not serving you for your highest good, that I promise you. So get out of that comparison mode and start looking at others as inspiration rather than as competition, right? Start seeing those who are a few steps ahead of you as, wow, like I'm really inspired by them. Like I want to get to that. What are the steps that I can take rather than, oh my God, they're doing better than me. Like I'm awful. I suck. I just might as well give up right now right? So comparison is not healthy. Competition is not healthy. But actually seeing others and looking up to others as a form of inspiration is the way that you want to do it. 
So going into lesson and reflection number 18 is don't place your self-worth on how much money you make, right? So that's going hand in hand with like failing and comparing yourself to others is obviously you're going to see, okay, if other people can make X amount of money, like I should be making X amount of money, especially when you get into this coaching space. It's so easy to get caught up in the numbers. And trust me, I've been there looking up to my coach, looking up to other people ahead of me going, how come I'm not hitting 20, 30 K months yet? How come I'm only hitting between five to 10 K, right? Like it's really could really send you for this like downward spiral where you're like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Who's going to want to work with me? Who's going to want to listen to me? Just because, you know, I'm not making that much money. They're not going to want to listen to me. And especially stepping into business coaching, that pressure becomes real because some days I feel like, oh my God, like I should already be a, a millionaire. Like who am I to be coaching women if I haven't hit these numbers yet? But the thing is, I'm a few steps ahead of some of the women who are just starting or not even started a business, right? And the thing is, you don't need to be a millionaire. You don't need to, you know, be hitting those 30 to 50K months yet. You just have to be a few steps ahead of someone. And if you're making, you know, let's say 1K, 2K in your business, celebrate that. Celebrate that abundance that you are already receiving. Like if you have one client, celebrate that because then you're showing the universe that you're opening yourself up to receiving more abundance, right? Rather than coming from a place of, oh my God, I'm not making enough money. You know, I'm heading inconsistent months. Like now you're placing your self-worth on the money that you make. And the moment that you do that, you keep yourself stuck in this negative feedback cycle. You're literally there and you're like, okay, you're staying in the scarcity mindset because you're pretty much attracting, you're telling the universe that you don't want to attract more money. You're like, oh, I'm not making enough. I'm not getting enough clients. Like, you know, my self-worth is going down the drain. Okay, well, the universe is going to send you that, right? So that's the biggest lesson that you can learn is stop placing your self-worth on money. Instead, celebrate yourself. See your small successes as huge wins, even if it's one client, even if it's a 1K month or a 2K month. That's how I started, okay? And that's how I got to scale to where I am today. And, you know, that's not to say that I won't have some inconsistent months in the future. Like, who knows? I might. I might have some really big months and I might have some less consistent months, especially if my clients are on payment plans or some people decide to pay in full. Like, that's okay. The thing is, my self-worth is not determined by the amount of money I make. Just because we're all aspiring to be millionaires and billionaires, right? Just because we're not there yet, it's okay, right? So that is the biggest lesson and reflection for me. And I hope that it is for you as well today. And going into lesson number 19 is practice meditation daily and visualizing your goals. So I know this is similar to your spiritual practices, but this is more in line with really visualizing your goals and believing that they are possible for you. So if you're somebody that doesn't believe that it's possible for themselves, well, what do you think is going to happen? If you constantly stay in that mode of, you know, I'm not making enough money, I'm comparing myself to everyone, I don't think I can do this, I don't think I can be successful, right? Your goals aren't visualizing, you're not actually seeing what you can create, you're rather you're focusing on the lack and what you don't have, right? Or you're focusing on where you are right now, you're like, I'm stuck, like, well, how can I get to that? 
But instead, if you really connect with source, with your spirit guides, with God, with higher self, whatever you want to call it, and you practice that every day and you truly tap into that power and you visualize your goals, then I promise you that you are going to actually see them come up in front of you and manifest in front of your eyes. And I made a post about this, like how I've been having lucid dreams and actually visualizing like 10 beautiful women inside of my mastermind, which all came true. And now I'm visualizing the 10 beautiful women coming to my retreat in Tulum. And I just know that it's possible. I know that it's happening. I know that it's already written, right? I don't have to worry. I can just let it go and really feel and embody that those goals and those visions are literally an arm's reach away, right? Because I can visualize them. I can feel them. And if you can do this with your own dreams, then I promise you that's when your goals will literally start manifesting and your visions will come to life. So that is a reflection and a lesson for you is to constantly tap into that power, practice meditating, practice tapping into your gifts. We are all powerful creators and we all have the ability to ask for more, to be open to receiving and to have all of the abundance that we desire. So going into the last and final 20th lesson and reflection in my first year in business that I want to share with you, I am literally about to lose my voice because I have not taken a sip of water because I've been so passionate about this episode. But here we go. Lesson number 20 is don't give up. Do not give up on your goals and dreams. Trust me, I've wanted to give up so many times. I've talked about this so many times. I literally wanted to throw in the towel, especially when I first pivoted and I didn't get as much traction right away. And I was like, what is happening? No one wants to buy for me. No one wants to, you know, I'm a major imposter. I can't do this. I'm just going to like go run away on an island and throw the weight, oh, throw the towel away, throw in the towel. Um, and honestly, guys, I almost freaking did that. But I stuck through it. I continued to believe in myself. I'm so grateful I had my business coach who believed in me because I wouldn't be where I am right now if I decided to just give up. And think about how much you can create, what is possible for you. Think about those goals and those visions. Don't settle for less. Don't give up. Just keep going. Keep pushing forward. Honestly, you have got this and I fully believe in you and all of your dreams and all of your success. And honestly, if you are feeling like this episode lit you up, if you got a lot of value and a lot of content out of it, please let me know. Please share this on your story. I would so appreciate it. And if you are ready to get a fire burning under your butt so that you can start or scale your business, then I would love nothing more than to connect with you to see if we're an energetic match. As I said, I'm taking one-on-one -on -one clients right now who I'm also allowing access to my mastermind in February, and I'm also opening up the wait list for that. This wait list is literally going to close by the end of this month with the bonus incentives expiring by October 31st at midnight. So if you're somebody that wants to work together, if you felt inspired by this and you're ready for an accountability buddy and a cheerleader and a friend that is going to get you to your goals and dreams with your business, then I urge you to reach out to me because these bonus incentives are going to disappear and my program prices will never, ever be the slow again. So thank you so, so much for tuning in today. 
I really hope that you got a lot out of this episode. And again, if you want to come on the retreat, you know where that info is. I would love to connect with you if you're seriously interested. And again, I hope you have such a beautiful rest of your day. Sending you so much love and light. You just listened to Manifest Magic with Karina Dharma. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you on this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on weekly episodes. Please share this on your IG story and tag me, I am Karina Dharma, so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. If you're interested to find out more about me and how we can work together, then please visit my website, karinadharma.com. Sending you so much love and light.